Time for us to talk parenting and in four days time will be Valentine's Day. Just a reminder, if you have a partner and you haven't gotten them something, you have four days to pull something together. But the day apparently isn't just for partners. It's also an opportunity for parents uh, to teach their kids some valuable lessons. And so this morning, we're chatting to our resident human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush, on how you can use the month of love or the 14th of February to put love in perspective for your children. Nikki Bush joins us on the line. Nikki, a very good morning to you. Good morning, Gooks. Mm-hmm. So uh, time for us to talk about love. It is the 14th of February in a couple of days. Uh, lots of marketing, lots of pink, lots of chocolates in the shops. But you're saying there's actually an opportunity for parents in all of that pink and red madness. There's an opportunity for parents to teach their kids valuable lessons. Absolutely, Gooks. You know, I think with all the marketing of Valentine's Day, in fact, it's become one of the most celebrated days beside Christmas is that children can be forgiven for thinking that the only way to express real love is by giving flowers and chocolates and sweets and teddy bears because that's what's being sold to them in the name of love. And I don't know about you, but have you seen the prices of things out there? Of course, it's not the week to give your spouse flowers because it's twice the price. Yes. Anyway, I think it is so important to contextualize love, especially in this digital age, in this age of intense, intense marketing. And we really need to use this opportunity to talk about what love is and to explain to our children that love is more than what you say to someone. You know, it is so lovely to be in relationships, um, you know, romantic relationships, as well as parent-child relationships, where when you say goodbye, you say, love you. But it can also become kind of a flippant line. Mm. Um, So we need to mine what that means and explain to our kids that love is more than what you say to someone. It's not just a word. It's actually a continuing and congruent set of actions that all point in the same direction. And Valentine's Day gives us that opportunity to talk about something that we can feel on many different levels and express in many different ways in many different kinds of relationships. And I always like the dinner table. You know, the dinner table is such a great place for conversation. I don't care whether it's a fancy dinner table or a coffee table mm-hmm. or a kitchen table, but we really need to have face-to-face conversations with people because that's what's gone missing in a digital world is the face-to-face conversation. In fact, love has become a really difficult thing for our kids to navigate and extremely confusing because they live in this digital world. Yeah. And of course, I mean, I remember Valentine's Day was always this big spectacle. I don't know if it still happens. I haven't been in school in many years, but uh, there would be flowers delivered from our brother school because I went to a convent. Our brother school was St. David's and some people got flowers and some people didn't. And it was always this big thing of, well, who who would get flowers, who would get the most flowers? And you could see it was a really difficult day for people who didn't get flowers. And so I imagine if your kids are also at schools where gifts are exchanged, there's flowers, there's teddy bears, that could also then kind of skew or inform 
what they think love is about. It's about getting the flowers or getting lots of flowers. And if you don't get them, then you're unlovable or you're not cool. Uh, or what, Because, of course, it does become a kind of currency if you get flowers. Yeah, it's a competition. How many? It's, it's not yes. only enough to get flowers. It's how many did you get? And so I yes. imagine that also can shape what kids think love and affection are. Of course, of course. Uh, I remember when I was at school, it was a fundraiser. Um, it was whatever it was, 10 rand a rose in those days. And my goodness, there were a handful of girls who got like 50 roses and you knew that they were the most popular girls in the school. So it is a time, especially for adolescents and young teens, of measuring oneself by how many cards you get, how many flowers you get, how many SMSs you receive, almost a competition of popularity. And the child who gets many will feel good about themselves on Valentine's Day. Those who get none, which are in the majority, actually, mm. um, will will have heartache and emptiness. And that's why it's important for families to contextualize Valentine's Day for their kids against their own value system to prepare them for what might happen and what that really means in the context of their whole lives, not just tomorrow. So I think we all have war stories we can share. Um, and, you know, in, in the days of giving physical cards, uh, it 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 was a it was a big thing. I mean, I was thinking in preparation for this show of uh, of the time when I was I think I was about twelve, uh, and and a boy obviously liked me and got his mum to drive all the way across town with a Valentine's card and popped it in the post box at the gate. Mm -hmm. I never saw him. I never had a phone call from him. I never saw him again. But the bravery mm -hmm. that it took. For him to tell his mum to go out and buy a card for her to drive all the way over at his request. You know, that took bravery and courage of identifying his feelings. Yeah. So Valentine's Day is supposed to be about romance, but what is it today in this digital world? And I think this is the conversation that should be had with children. Kids today are getting into relationships incredibly fast due to the fact that they can connect via a cell phone long before they have any face-to-face -face contact. Mm. In fact, I think what's happening is that kids are skipping the romance part to a large extent, the romancing, and they go so quickly into thinking they know each other and love each other that they start promising things before they even test the relationship in the real world. And when I say these things, I'm, I'm alluding to the fact that Valentine's Day is a time when cyber bullies can take the opportunity to, to um, put people down, um, to isolate someone that they don't like or have decided to victimize. And there are lines that are said like, you're such a dog who can ever love you. And these messages are really nasty and they are meant to make somebody feel terrible about themselves. And here's a warning, because this always happens at this time of the year, that people make promises online. And this is happening all the time to children. Requests for a naked selfie. We spoke about that last week when we were talking about World Safer Internet Day. Mm -hmm. With Valentine's Day, there's a line that goes like this. If you love me, 
you'll send me a naked selfie. And it can even become a deal breaker in a relationship. If you don't love me, if you don't send me a naked selfie, it means you don't love me enough. And then this relationship is over. So it's a harsh one to have to discuss with your children, but it's an essential conversation that you need to have because sending a naked selfie, sharing a nude of yourself is becoming synonymous with being in a relationship and being in love. And that is not necessarily so when you consider the reputational harm, the reputational risk that you're taking by sharing a nude or a naked selfie. So please have this conversation with your children because they are going to be asked for those naked selfies. And you just need a child with a little bit of low self-esteem who doesn't have love contextualized properly for them, who may fall victim to this line and pay dearly for it with angst and perhaps a compromised online reputation. Mm. So we need to wake up because Valentine's Day gives us this amazing teachable moment to get into the affairs of the heart. Yeah. And it also sounds as if it's an opportunity to talk to your children about, um, you know, uh, manipulation, um, behavior that they shouldn't tolerate. So if someone says to you, for whatever reason, if you love me, you'll send me a selfie. If you love me, you'll send me money. It can be anything. If you love me, uh, you'll do my homework. If you love me, you'll uh, whatever, right? You'll lie to your mom or lie to your dad. And trying to teach your kids as well about, um, you know, what manipulation is um, and also boundaries. So, you know, if they don't want to do a particular thing, they shouldn't be coerced into it. And unfortunately, coercion is so often just such a big part of relationships, especially when you're younger, it also feels as if, you know, you can use Valentine's Day as an opportunity to have a conversation about, you know, you're allowed to have things that you don't want to do, that don't align with your values, that don't align with our values as a family and say no, because the person, someone who loves you shouldn't force you or coerce you into doing things. 100%. We need to teach our children to learn how to trust their gut feel about their feelings, their emotions and love. And that really is best learned face to face. So positive parenting about love and values. I think that's what you've just alluded to. There are many things that need to be discussed in relation to love. Mm. Some of them include things like respect versus disrespect, honor versus dishonor, trust versus distrust. There's the unconditional love versus conditional love, which is what we've been talking about. You know, if you love me, you will. Um, what about sex and love? That's a big conversation to have. And, and that's important, you know, helping kids distinguish between having a crush and then getting into a steady relationship. You can have lots of crushes and never get into relationships with those people because you're learning how you feel. You're learning what you like. You're learning what... Um, makes you feel attractive, what attracts you to somebody else. doesn't mean you have to get into relationship with that person. Mm. Um, we need to, to learn the difference um, between um, having sex to be popular and having sex because it's an expression of love. That's a huge conversation and um, very important. You know, I think so often we forget that children are watching us as 
mothers and fathers, whether we are in relationship or not in relationship. Um, how do we show up for our partners? How do we show love and support for our partners? What about consistency and commitment? That could be we could talk about these things in relation to your friendships, not just romantic relationships. Friendships are a vital part of life. And it's so important that our kids have friendships, but they also need to look at their friendships through the lens of these things that we're talking about. Because all relationships are about, strangely enough, a balance of power and how we use power for each other against each other, over each other, or with each other. And obviously, a balanced friendship and a balanced romantic relationship is about power together, power with each other. And and how we express our love for the other person in the relationship will show us whether power is being used against or together with. So that's a beautiful way to have a conversation around the dining room table is you can, you can look at imbalanced relationships where it's, it's power over, where there's domination of one. And kids will often have at least one or two friendships in their school lives where the other person is very dominant. It doesn't even have to be a romantic relationship. But as parents, we need to teach our children how to navigate these relationships. And of course, there's that ultimate one where love doesn't necessarily last. Mm-hmm. And kids are actually su- surrounded by breakups, surrounded by divorce. In fact, children who are in a family where there isn't divorce are quite unusual today. And this is part of their reality. So yes, we do have to actually discuss it. So yeah, love can be really complicated. <laughs> There is that that movie, Love Actually, mm-hmm. which is such a great movie to watch because it does show how complicated love can be and yet how simple at the same time. Yeah. And also, in addition to, I guess, teaching, having an opportunity to teach um, or talk about um, these lessons, values, the experiences, you know, what love is, there's also an opportunity to, I guess, frame uh, that love isn't just about relationships. As you said, it can be about friendship. It can be about family. Um, it can be about, you know, your spiritual or religious practice. And so also then using that time as a family to do stuff together because your family is also a place where there is love. The love you have for your siblings, your parents is also a place where you have love. And I imagine that'd be really great for kids if, for instance, they go to a school where there is this competition for the most number of roses and teddy bears and cards, um, and maybe they don't get any, but there's an opportunity for parents to do something with their kids that still feels as if, you know, they were involved in, in the day. Well, actually, I think Valentine's Day is a great time to create family rituals. And I'm going to share two family rituals that can be really fun to do around Valentine's Day. And the one is that we have Valentine's dinner together as a family. And for that, you can do some really fun things like get red and white paper, and you can fold the pieces of paper in half horizontally, and then you can draw half a heart shape on on the fold and get your kids to cut that out. So when you open it up, there's a big hole in the piece of paper that is a heart shape. And then you've got pieces of paper that are heart shaped. So you, they can decorate the chairs. You can create the, the pieces of paper can become your placemats. And 
it's a nice, fun thing to do. And then, of course, you can have candles on the table, flowers on the table, and your kids can help you cook a special Valentine's meal for the whole family. And kids love to do practical things like that. Um, then there's the Valentine's Day love fans, where you take a, an A4 piece of paper, you fold it into a fan shape, and then with your children who are old enough to write, so this will be for children who are about eight and up, right through to teens, um, we create love fans. So there are four or five segments on the fan and you pass it around the table and each fan belongs to a different person. So put the person's name on the fan and then everybody writes something um, on one of the sections. I love you because... Okay, and you've got to write the because on the fan. So if you've got uh, small children, you can do the writing for them. Children can can answer that question. You know, um, why do you love dad? Why do you love your brother? Why do you love your sister? Young children can say those things. You can just write it down for them. So everybody eventually gets their own fan back because the fans move around the table. And then they can open their fan and read all the reasons why they are loved by the other members of the family. It's such an affirming practice to do. And kids love it because there's also that element of surprise. And I know we're getting to the end of the show. So I, I think the great question to ask every member of the family as a parent um, is to ask, what do I do that makes you feel loved? Mm -hmm. For preschoolers, you can say, what do I do that makes you feel happy? If happy is an easier word because love can be a bit complex. So it's a lovely thing to get that feedback. And I'd really suggest that our listeners go and get themselves the book called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. It's a fantastic book. There's even the five love languages for families. And it helped me to parent my children in a way that made them feel loved. And the five love languages are acts of service, words of affirmation, quality time, physical touch, and gifts. And everybody has a primary and a secondary love language. And if you take the time to go and discover your child's primary and secondary love language and your own primary and secondary love language in the process, Valentine's Day would have served you very, very well. Nikki, as always, great to chat to you. Thank you so much for your time this morning. That's a great pleasure. And if you just put love in the search window on NikkiBush.com, you can pick up everything we've discussed in the program today. Wonderful. That's our resident human potential and parenting expert, Nikki Bush. If there's a topic you'd like for us to discuss in one of our parenting conversations, drop us a WhatsApp on 072 send us an SMS on 31702 or send me an email on gogs at 702.co.za.